Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast, where you are empowered from the inside out. So we are on episode two of season six, and I hope that you've been enjoying what many are terming the end of summer. And uh, I'm certainly loving the balmy weather. I wish it was like this all year round. I am not a cold weather girl. So enough of the weather talk. So this episode is all about soft life. Yes, that thing that has been online, on the internet, on YouTube, social media, all sorts of commentary on it, which I'm sure that if you type in whatever search engine you use, you will be able to find a video, a post, a tweet uh, about it. But I wanted to touch on a little bit about what does it mean to actually live a soft life? Because we've seen the aesthetics, um, but I think anybody with any kind of sort of common sense, I would say, knows that there's a lot of sort of work and effort that's been put into creating those aesthetics. So um, for me, it's not about evading hard work. And so in researching this episode, because I always want to bring you the best things and Um, not only things that I'm interested in and areas that I'm growing in or things that just generally ideas that pop up because I think it's so important to critique and examine things I wanted to find out what the definitions were because we're very visual in this day and age but I wanted to sort of have an idea of what exactly soft life meant so how do you live a soft life? The definition I found was a life of ease, devoid of hardship, and characterized by peace and comfort. So that to me seems like a pretty balanced way of looking at what soft life is. And my definition to go even further than that is one where you actively and intentionally remove situations, places, sometimes even people that cause unnecessary suffering and stress in your life. So I would add to soft life a sense of intentionality because sometimes that softness can imply a passivity. It can imply a sense of I'm just going to sort of be a lady who lunches and as much as that sounds a great idea, the reality is that it requires some intentionality. So my first tip on how to live a soft life is figure out what a soft life means for you, firstly, in general, and then also in whichever season of life that you may be in. Now, we all know that life is not one size fits all. We all are at different stages doing different things. We all have different purposes as well. Like I really do believe that and I think it's important that we all find out what that is because I believe that as human beings we search for that meaning and we search for that purpose not knowing that we can be able to find that and we just it's it's really more about the journey as well but if you want to know what a soft life means to you you can't overcomplicate it it doesn't need to be something where you're like trying to emulate maybe what you see on Instagram or on YouTube or 
because those are snippets of people's lives those are very very small even those people who release like one hour vlogs those vlogs are usually put together over a couple of days so you're not seeing the entirety of everything that goes on you're seeing what happens on stage you're not seeing behind the scenes so you have to work out what soft life means for you in this season that you're in but also in general so that you can maintain it i really believe that this doesn't need to be a trend i actually believe that this is something that the panoramic that we experienced and um are continuing to has really brought to the fore that life doesn't need to be this continual uphill battle in every single area of your life and so have a vision create a vision board if you are visual i love them just because i spend a lot of my time writing and so looking at visual things also is quite inspirational and you can pick and choose quite easily what resonates with you you know or jot down notes when you're out and about running errands you know whether you're a student a career person you know stay at home mom whatever you're doing it doesn't matter it's not about specifics it's in terms of what where you are now it's about making sure that you curate something that is meaningful to you because there's no point in creating a life that although it's supposed to be soft life in terms of the, what you experience it won't be soft for you if you don't feel comfortable in it if you don't feel peaceful in it which is the whole point of soft life not just about the aesthetics it's about how does it feel for you and although i've always said in previous podcasts like your feelings are indicators they're not drivers and i'm 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 still a big believer in that because we all know our feelings can change in the you know you know the turn of a hand so it's not they're not a reliable barometer but they are ones where you can they indicate whether something is actually suitable for you or not so my point is develop self awareness because knowing yourself and knowing what you want creates clarity which actually ushers in ease when making decisions because you know what works for you and what doesn't so in actually doing the work now mentally and this can be quite a fun exercise because also i think as adults we have so many responsibilities regardless of whether you have dependents or not that we can sometimes forget to have fun so let this be something fun and that's a part of soft life as well inject this fun into this exercise make it a part of your day which is why i said jot ideas down because we usually see things that we like we're inspired by and then we forget about them but actually you know be intentional be present about that and develop that self awareness because and i'll lead on to this will lead on to my later point it's about also being intentional as i said um in my intro because soft life is not just about what it looks like it's about what it feels like and so figuring out what it means to you is really really key and so my next point is put yourself first that's right this is not about selfishness this is about prioritization so if you don't run your life people and circumstances certainly will even if they mean well even if they don't mean well <laughs> you need to be in the driver seat of your life because otherwise one day 
you'll look up and you'll find yourself in a life that you kind of, sort of fell into or kind of chose or just followed and ticked every box rather than one that you intentionally uh, created, rather than when you intentionally decided I'm going to say no to these things because I'm, I'm, I have the faith and the vision for something further ahead or I'm going to enjoy this now because I've worked hard for it or I'm going to do this now because my health is important. You need to have that sense of intentionality and this is a thread for soft life because ease and, and, and comfort doesn't mean that you sort of are floating by aimlessly. I actually believe it requires intentionality, particularly as women, because we're conditioned to martyrdom, whether relationally, um, you know, or especially relationally or professionally. And this is a one-way ticket to Miseryville. It really is. And that applies to your professional life as well as your personal life. So martyrdom is there's no honor in being last on your to-do list so i would encourage you to as a first point of putting yourself first is create and craft a self-care schedule that you know that you can maintain consistently over time and stick to it don't just let it be a flash in the pan or a special occasion life is the special occasion This is not a dress rehearsal. You may have heard it a million times, but this is it. So why not make the most of it, particularly when you can? And even if you don't think you can make the headspace, the time, believe me, you can. Because you are with you all the time. So why not honor yourself the way you do others? And this leads me on to my third point. Create a to be list so you will always have a to-do list whether it's in your um, own life for yourself life admin we all have that your professional life you certainly have a to-do list your family life if you have a family of your own whatever it may be if you're studying you will definitely have a to-do list so whatever you wherever you find yourself even if you're traveling and taking a break from life in terms of anything sort of professional you will still have a to-do list things still need to get done but we don't generally create a to be list how do I want to show up have I thought about the person or the woman that I want to be how she carries herself how she responds how she takes action how she thinks how she speaks I would encourage you to do this at the start of every day because Like bathing and motivation, it needs to be done daily. So our brains are wired to follow patterns. And if you've created patterns where you are living on autopilot, creating a to-be list disrupts that. And so your brain will fight you hard in terms of being intentional and present and deciding how you will live out each day, which is why I said you have to do this at the start of the day, because usually you'll get some time by yourself. So carve out, I would say 10 to 15 minutes and 
that is less than 1% of your day. So I'm sure you can do that. And speak over the day what you want it to be like, but more importantly, how you want to show up. And focusing on your locus of control, which is you, because you can't focus on absolutely everything outside of you. Otherwise, that is really not good for your wellness. And that's really not putting yourself first. And in fact, I shared a post on Instagram at the Style Symphony, um, which is the umbrella that this podcast falls under, where it's in my highlights, it's in my inspiration highlights about really looking at what is within your control and what is outside of your control. So creating a to-be list, you know, don't just create a vision for the whole life, create a person, a vision for the person that you want to be, that you know you have the potential and the capacity to be. So yes, this will require some work. So it may not seem like a very much soft life, but actually it will pay dividends when it becomes automatic when it's a soft life, when you know that you are showing up, living your values, living in a manner that honours not just those around you, but honours yourself and what you were here to do. And that leads me on to my next point. Point number four, how to live a soft life. Move on and don't ruminate. That's right. Trust your gut. As we grow and as we get older, we are socialized heavily, indoctrinated even, I would go as far to say, to not trust our gut. You know, emotions are seen as something that's awful. This is why I always say that emotions are not bad. I always say that they are indicators and not drivers. Because if we label emotions as bad, then we won't be able to develop any type of discernment. We won't be able to develop any type of sort of emotional regulation and processing and the ability to really understand ourselves, the world and others. And our gut instinct, uh, particularly as women, I think is usually spot on, particularly if you are someone who um, generally looks for the best in situations or looks for the best in others, um, your gut will serve you very well. But we are taught to sort of squash that and sort of be logical. So we start making excuses. We start ruminating. We even start Googling. (laughs) What should I do in this situation? I know that you've done it. I've done it. So we are in this together. But I would encourage you that there is no ease in that. And that living a soft life is where you trust your gut and you don't need a 55-page document or, you know, multiples, you know, FBI-style evidence in order for you to trust what you know is true about a situation or a person or even yourself. So, again, this also applies to you. Because stress ages you. And that is the opposite of a soft life. I think we can all agree with that. And one of the things that will aid you in mind and spirit 
is holding on to things, people and situations that do you no good, that cause you that underlying stress. I don't know whether any of you have come across um, a researcher called Vanessa Van Edwards. She studies people uh, and the psychology of people and people's interactions with one another. And she mentioned quite recently in one of her podcasts that it's not people who are overtly hostile towards us that cause us the most stress. It's those situations where you are constantly wondering whether or not this is a positive situation, where there's a sense of uncertainty, where there's a sense of unease, um, where there's a sense of wondering or sometimes walking on tiptoes. That, those are the situations where especially where those things maybe maybe you haven't addressed them you either i don't have the time or the mental bandwidth again if you create time for yourself you wouldn't be able to have the mental bandwidth to address these things but hey soft life but she mentioned that these kind of iffy situations are where we kind of go wrong in keeping them around because they cause underlying sort of i would say a resting stress state that we're not aware of and it takes up mental energy so move on and stop caring about what other people think and i know that that is something that is said quite a lot it's the subject of so many tweets so many posts but in making decisions and setting boundaries that protect your well-being and peace, you are letting go of what other people think because they don't have to live your life. You do. They don't have to live with the consequences. You do. So act with assuredness. I always say the past holds no new stories, but your present and future does. So process what you need to process. Learn how to develop that sense of self-trust. I believe that is part of soft life. Not having to go over everything a thousand times, but actually creating a sense of clarity and going, I actually trust that my gut instinct about a situation is right. And even where you feel maybe you may have... um, maybe previously jumped the gun well then use that as a learning lesson use that to ensure that you're not again overthinking but you're actually moving on and utilizing what's been for what is to come and this leads me on to my last point but certainly not least in how to live a soft life be unapologetic about your standards yes standards are not the same as preferences we all have preferences in different areas of our life i would prefer a sandwich for example with no tomatoes that's my preference but if where i the establishment where i go to loves to fling tomatoes in every sandwich then i can just simply take them out afterwards So that's just a very silly example. But what I'm saying is that my standard, however, is the ingredients, the rest of the ingredients, the level of nutrition and the organic nature of the food. That's a standard that I'm not willing to 
sort of step down on. Preferences are different are different from standards. Your standards will not be somebody else's standards. Everyone has different standards. But be unapologetic, particularly as women, because treating yourself well will teach others, everybody, both men and women, how to treat you before they even engage with you. And it will also repel the wrong people because after a while they'll realize, oh, this person really is serious about their standards. This person, a soft life is not about just everything floating and you feel like you're in a movie. Soft life actually requires you to set those boundaries, to set those standards, to live by the standards that you not only set with other people, but actually applying them to yourself. Your life can't be soft if anything and everyone can come in and out like a revolving door. And I mean that in terms of your professional life as well, as well as your, uh, your personal life. So you're not delusional for wanting to be treated with respect um, or for wanting to experience a life of ease or some of the finer things in life. That's not something that's negative. You know, as long as you are not defined by anything external to you, then, because as we all know, life is very much subject to change, then it's not a delusion to just, those are standards, those are basic things to want, respect, regard, you know, manners. Those are the basic things that turn the wheels of human interaction. And especially where you know that you have put in the work for a, a level and a quality of life, then it's not for anybody else to question you because suffering is not a badge of honor. It really isn't. It ages you prematurely. It has effects on you that you may not see now, but you will later on. And we usually wear a mask of, oh, you know, I've sacrifice so much I do all this I work so hard listen I am the first person to advocate for hard work I really believe that hard work but actually even more smart work is essential to living a fulfilled and purposeful life but what I'm saying is suffering is different suffering is optional that's something that we have control over and so we wear it particularly depending on what culture you're from you know we're suffering as a badge to avoid sort of evil eyes on us but you need to let that go because someone somewhere will always have something nice to say release the nice girl syndrome and i always say be kind in all circumstances but you have nothing to prove to anyone but you have everything to live for so set your standards because there are people who are watching you who don't even, may not even say anything, both near and far, but you set the example. I always say your life is an example to someone somewhere. Why not allow that to help somebody else, give them permission, uh, you know, indirectly to actually pursue their goals or to set those boundaries or to set that standard or 
to prioritize themselves as I mentioned earlier or to take the time to actually step away from the hamster wheel that sometimes can be life and figure out what is it that I do want. So a quick recap of those things, how to live a soft life. Figure out what a soft life means to you, both in general and in the season of life so that you can actually maintain it. We are soft life from now on. Put yourself first. This is integral. This is about your mental wellness, your emotional wellness. This is about putting your mask on first and then you can be able to help your fellow passengers in life. Number three, create a to-be list. Let that be something that inspires you. Infuse some fun into it. What kind of person do you want to be? How do you want to show up? This also takes it away from the focus on aesthetics that we've seen when it comes to soft life. This is about the substance of it. And my next point, move on. Don't ruminate. You know, trust your gut. Develop a sense of self-trust and develop a sense that you don't need to go over and over things in order to sort of have them resolved in your mind. Use that mental energy to create a soft life. And my last point, be unapologetic about your standards. As I always say, you will have to live your life yourself. You have nothing to prove, but everything to live for. So I hope that helped give you a kickstart to the soft life. Um, I'm sure you see much more literature on that, commentary, all sorts of things. So share this with anyone in your world who you think could really use some encouragement, some ideas, you know, hit me up on Instagram at The Style Symphony to share some more ideas about what you think a soft life and what it means to you. How does it work for you? What is it that inspires you to live a soft life? And if something has worked already, what do you think is game changing in this area? As ever, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm really enjoying season six and there's even better topics to come. And if you have an idea, then again, hit me up on Instagram. Thank you so much. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.